Hi, this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People applying Rotary's motto of service above self. And today my very special guests are two outstanding Rotarians from the New York City Club, Miss Fredley Ann Kaplan, who is chairman of the Council Gift of Life International, and Mr. Bill Curry, International President, Gift of Life. And first, we'll say hi to Fredley Ann Kaplan. Good morning, Fredley. Good morning, Jonah. And Bill, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Jonah. And you're both members of the Rotary Club of New York City, correct? That's yes. correct. And you are both involved with something called Gift of Life International. Right. Uh, Fredley, tell us, what is Gift of Life International? Well, Gift of Life International is, a, is the global branch of what originally started 75, uh, 35 years ago, uh, which was Gift of Life. And we do pediatric cardiac surgery for children from developing nations, in addition to training doctors in certain countries so that to make those programs sustainable. And Bill, what first got you interested in this? Uh, about 13 years ago, 14 years ago almost now, uh, I was asked to be a chair in my club of this new program called Gift of Life, where we're going to bring some children into NYU Hospital for heart surgery. And uh, so I kind of fell into it accidentally in, in that re regard. And do either of you have a medical background that would bring you to this? Not a bit. Spent a lot of time in hospitals. That's about all. <laughs> um, I do. I'm a, I was a school psychologist, and now I'm a clinical social worker right. and family therapist. So it was a natural um, movement for me to get involved with the families and the children. And Bill, when you're not devoting your time mm -hmm. to uh, great things from Rotary, what do you do? Well, I, I worked for 35 years for uh, Swiss Reinsurance. And I was, a, I was a risk manager. Oh, very good. So um, you do bring a certain amount of expertise in, in understanding finances and things of that nature to this yeah. wonderful organization. And how did uh, Gift for Life get started? You say it started, uh, Fred Lee Kaplan, about uh, 35 years ago. How did it start? Robbie Dono, who was the founder, is, was in the Manhasset Rotary Club on Long Island, and he had gotten a call from a Rotarian in Uganda, in Kampala, asking could they take a child who was five years old who was Grace Aguaru, and she had a hole in her heart, and she was going to die. So he asked Robbie if he could take this child and bring her to New York, which he did. She stayed at his mother's home, and she was saved. Her life was saved, and that was the first child. And from there, we've operated on almost 12,000 children. And Grace is now a global ambassador, and she travels all over the world speaking for Gift of Life. Well, I've got to share something with you. As you may know, Radio Rotary takes its microphones to the Rotary International Conventions. We did so in Birmingham and in Montreal, and I had mm -hmm. the pleasure of meeting this young lady who's now, uh, uh, now a young adult woman, and she told her story to the Rotarians assembled, and it was quite moving. How many children, uh, Bill, have been uh, uh, cured or, or helped by the uh, Gift for Life uh, pediatric uh, uh, heart operations? We're, we're in actually in 67 districts, and each one's autonomous, but the answer to the question is probably somewhere around 12,000 now. That's magnificent. And these are for kids from around the world? Yes, uh, from over 70 different countries, um, in, in, invariably from places where the heart surgery is not available, where these kids will most likely die before they hit puberty unless they get help. Well, outside. what about here in the United States where maybe a family doesn't have appropriate health insurance, uh, Fred Lee Kaplan? Is this something that uh, Rotary goes to bat to get these kids their needed, insur uh, needed insurance or operations? Yes. We, most of the time we get calls from developing countries because the, the children in this country generally are taken care of, even without insurance. But that's not a guarantee. There are not a lot of pediatric hospitals that do this surgery. 
and because of the economy and managed care, some of the programs have been cut. So it isn't a guarantee, but most children in this country do get taken care of. Now, let's see. We have uh, uh, parents or grandparents who are listening to Radio Rotary this morning, having that second cup of coffee, and they say, you know, I have a grandchild or I know a neighbor's child who has this kind of a problem, or I'd like to help out. Um, how can I get in touch with you folks, or is there a website people can look at? Bill? <laughs> uh, the, the, there's a website we have called www.rotarygiftoflifeinternational.org, O-R-G. Let, let's repeat that. So www.giftoflifeinternational.org, and that's, the, that's our website. Um, and it has a whole bunch of information. Also, all of, all of our districts have websites as well that, are, that participate, uh, 7250, 7230, 7210 up here. Um, and uh, so they, they all have their own websites, but they all in, link in with ours. Well, if you go to uh, folks at home, uh, write this down and, or get a pencil and paper. We will repeat it after the break. But certainly if you go to www.rotarydistrict7210.org, uh, you can find out about Gift for Life, and you can also listen to Radio Rotary live on the air or listen to some of our archives, but more about that later. Uh, this is Jonah Trebois and my very special guests, Fred Leanne Kaplan and Bill Curry of the Gift of Life International, both outstanding Rotarians. Um, how did Rotary first get involved in this kind of idea? Well, I think that was through Robbie, uh, yeah. because Robbie was a Rotarian, and, and his club became a core of the beginning of Gift of Life. So his, his, he started the first Gift of Life chapter in, uh, on Long Island. And from there we have 67 chapters that are now um, formed throughout the world. And, and what kind of operations are we talking about? You talked about a uh, hole in the heart operation. Yep. How about complete heart transplants or valve uh, operations, things of that nature? We don't do transplants, but we do um, work with valve replacements. We work with different diagnoses that involve uh, transposition of arteries or if the heart is on the wrong side of the baby's chest or if there are holes in the heart. They're called ASDs or VSDs. But generally, we do, we, no transplants have been done. We don't have the capacity for that. Uh, and the, yes, and the biggest Bill. reason for that is uh, transplantation needs extensive follow-up. Right. Right. Most of these children are go going back to a country that doesn't have the, right. the medical facilities or the staff personnel that could follow up with these kids. So we'd actually be sending them home mm -hmm. without adequate care. Uh, can I add something to that? Oh, sure, by one, all means. One of the reasons that we want to develop these sustainable programs in these countries is because of follow-up. Because sometimes a decision is made not to do surgery if the country or the city or the medical facilities there cannot provide the appropriate follow-up. So it's very important to create these sustainable programs. Now, uh, you know, uh, Rotary is very involved with, with children around the world. We know children are our future. And mm -hmm. we have our uh, anti-polio campaign where Rotarians go overseas and, and put in the polio drops besides the fundraising Rotarians do. We have uh, clean water initiatives. We have uh, things like uh, uh, crutches and wheelchairs that we send around the world or go around and repair. Um, how does the word get out around the world about Gift for Life and these uh, pediatric uh, heart surgeries. Uh, do we send Rotarians around the world uh, to uh, deal with these things? How does it work, Bill? Well, when it really started was uh, a Rotary Club or a Rotary District in one of these developing countries would contact us. So they heard about Gift of Life. They would, they would contact us saying, we have a child in our village, in our town, that really would be operable in the States but not here. That's the way it used to be today with Internet and the access around the world, um, really for almost anybody. We get several requests per day 
looking for help for their child, whether it's in the Philippines or whether it's in Uganda or whether it's in Bolivia, wherever it might be. We get these things daily. And uh, so that's so we follow up with those. There's another way that it gets known. When we go into a country and we want to uh, operate on children and develop a training program for their doctors, we've started by uh, transporting a, a screened number of children to hospitals throughout the world. We've done that in Uganda, and we, we've done that in El Salvador, where the doctors are being trained. And that's what's most exciting is when these children are brought all around the world, the Rotary Clubs that sponsor them pay for the surgery and house the family, and this spreads throughout the, the village, the town, the city, and the families get involved. So word spreads like that, and then when they come back, the governments of those countries want to get involved too. So it's a very uh, multi-determined process and very exciting when you start to see how it spreads. And it fits right in with Rotary's uh, commitment to world peace through understanding. Absolutely. And, and right. getting to know other people. Have you folks right. had a chance to um, s see some of your handiwork by traveling overseas? Absolutely. Bradley, tell us about it. <laughs> Well, last year I was in Uganda and um, began to develop some family guidelines for the families to use afterward and became very connected to a child who was operated on at Stony Brook. When uh, she didn't, when, after she had the surgery, she, I went to visit her and she was um, in the bedroom. She wouldn't come down because the dog in the house was terrifying her. And she was trapped in the bedroom, so I asked them to put the dog in the basement Tell, I went upstairs and said, it's very safe. And she said, the dog, the dog. She was really terrified. So we came down. She felt totally safe. I said, we will protect you. Her brother had been bitten, which is oh, by I a see. dog. Yeah. That's why she was so frightened. And in Uganda, many of the pets had died. Apparently, the dictator, Idi Amin, had done away with a lot of oh, the animals. Oh, is that right? So there were no pets. And uh, Annette says to me after cookies and milk, I want to go back to Uganda and learn to read, write, and speak English better and be a designer like my sister and go to college. Well, that's terrific. And that's she did, she's back in school. We're getting her tutoring. So, you know, these kinds of involvements are what, you know, strike you in the heart. And we'll hear more about some of these heartwarming stories from our very special guests, Fred Leanne Kaplan and Bill Curry, in just a moment. But let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at www. RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebowasser. My co-host, the lovely Sarah O'Connell, is away this week, but we look forward to having her back. And Radio Rotary is brought to you today by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Arlington, Cairo, Chester, Chestnut Ridge, Congress Valley Cottage, Fiskill, Goshen, Highland, High Park, Kingston, and Kingston Sunrise. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. In 1985, while polio was paralyzing 1,000 children a day, Rotary International committed to a goal, a goal of ending polio worldwide. Very soon now, after contributing nearly $600 million and immunizing over 2 billion children, the goal will be achieved. Eradicating polio worldwide. That is humanity in motion. That is Rotary. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. We're the hosts of Radio Rotary, heard Friday mornings at 9, right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. We have exciting news. We now have our very own website www.radiorotary.org Not only that, you can subscribe to our new podcasts on iTunes or on our new website. 
So click there today. That's www.radiorotary.org. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host, the lovely Sarah O'Connell, is away this week, and we look forward to having her back. But I'm compensated by having two wonderful guests, outstanding Rotarians, Fred Lee Ann Kaplan and Bill Curry of the New York City Club. And we're talking about the Gift of Life International, which uh, provides heart operations, cardiac operations for poor and needy children around the world. And uh, Fred Lee was telling us before the break about uh, her trip to Uganda. And Bill, you've been on overseas on behalf of Gift of Life. Tell us about that. Yeah, I've been to several countries. The first one I went to was to Jordan to bring chi- children in through from Iraq through Jordan into the U.S. for heart surgery. And this was at the height of the war back in 2005. Uh, it's kind of a funny story. I was sitting at, a, at an airport waiting to get on a plane, and Robbie Dano, who was the chairman at the time of Gift of Life International, called and said, how would you like to go to Jordan? Two weeks later, I'm on a plane and uh, meeting up with military people there. We brought a, a truckload, or actually a busload of children through the, the most dangerous part of Iraq into Jordan for a uh, screening mission screened 23 children and brought eventually brought 21 of those children to the states for surgery. Well, that's terrific. That's great. And, you know, Fredley, you were telling us about your trip to Uganda, but it's not the only place you've been for Gift of Life, right? Yes, I've been to El Salvador twice. All right. And this, the, in June, when I went down, I brought back five families whose children were going to be operated on, along with the American Airlines ambassadors who were assisting us. Uh, this October, Bill and I actually both went back for the inauguration and planning meeting for the training of the doctors. And we had a chance to meet with the families, with the Ministry of Health. And it was just about the most heartwarming, exciting experience to see these children sing and dance after they had had the arts, heart surgery. Wow, in that's fantastic. I can't imagine how rewarding that singing. must have been. That's terrific. Now, I, I imagine these operations, you know, if they were done here in the United States, would be quite expensive in the tens right. or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, is that the kind of money you have to expend around no. the world on behalf of Rotary? No. The operations here could run 25 to 75000 Sometimes children are here for a long time, and it can amount to three-quarters of a million dollars. But we don't pay that. Right. We pay honorariums to the hospital in the states that are anywhere from five to $10,000. Ordinarily, a club would put up that money. Right. But sometimes a club can't afford it, so we will help clubs to join together and partner so that if they put up one puts up 1000 one puts up 3000 and so forth it can be really a wonderful joint venture and that's to pay for and the hospital and what about the physicians they Nobody donate else. their services everything is donated including when they come to the countries to train wow they it's all donated time that's and fabulous. and you you can really see how much they put their heart into it and are any of these doctors and nurses they happen to be rotarians um, n- not that I know of. Most of the time, not. Not, yeah. I, I think what's interesting, I've been a Rotarian now almost a quarter century, and one of the things I find really fascinating is this is probably one of the greatest tools to get people involved in your club in a project. It's a real hands-on thing, working with these kids, mm-hmm. hosting these children in your in your district. It's a wonderful tool, and it gets your your uh, your people excited in your club about something that they can make a difference in. Very few of us in our lives can say that we were directly involved in saving somebody's life. And here we can do it as a, as a club and as a district to do something really dramatic. And I know in my own club, we got a lot of people who got very interested, and it helped retention. It also helped recruitment. 
Now, speaking of clubs, you folks are both with the uh, New York City Club. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Fred Lee, uh, tell us when does your club meet and where? We meet Mondays at 1215 at the Harvard Club on West 44th Street. And if Sarah was here, she would ask you, how's the food? Actually, it's terrific. The Harvard Club, (laughs) it's one of the reasons we went there. (laughs) How many members do you have in the New York City Club? We have about 140. Oh, that's very good. That's that's pretty extensive. Well, and uh, I, I know that you'd like to invite all of our 50,000 listeners to be your guests uh, <laughs> for lunch. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you're not in the New York City area, but you're here in the Hudson Valley listening live, or perhaps you're listening on the internet and you want to know where the Rotary Club is near you and want to join the fun and service of Rotary, go to rotary.org. That's R-O-T-A-Y dot org. Click on the club locator button, type in your own hometown, you'll find out where your Rotary Club meets. Join us for the fun, the service, and the fellowship. Uh, my guests are Fred Lee Kaplan and Bill Curry of Gift of Life International. My name is Jonah Trebowasser. You're in tune with Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. And we're talking about the wonderful work that Rotary does through uh, two outstanding Rotarians like uh, our guests about having heart operations uh, practically donated. I will say practically donated mm-hmm. for very little money for uh, sick children around the world. Um, you know, sometimes when we, we send our polio teams out to give the polio drops, some of the parents um, have been told things by neighbors and other uh, people in their country that say this is so, some co- sort of uh, thing that's going to be detrimental to your child. H- have we ever run into uh, that kind of superstition or problems yes. around the world? Tell us a little bit about it, Fredley. Well, Western medicine is often not known to some some of these countries, and particularly to some of the people who live in outlying villages. So there's an, there 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 are differences in culture when we go in, and there are differences in perception and expectations of medical people. So we find people are, are nervous, they're scared, they don't their their child is, they've been given a diagnosis which is relieving because the parents don't know what's been wrong with their child for years, but also. They are, if, when they travel to another country, they're very frightened. And we work very hard with the Rotary Clubs to reassure the parents that they're getting the best of care. Now, the child comes to the United States for with the operation. With one parent. And, and you bring a parent along. One parent. At no cost to them. That's correct. Right. The, right. Rotary clubs, the, the Rotary Clubs. So Rotary clubs pays for the airfare as well. Yes. Usually the Rotary Club in the country of origin will pay for it. Uh-huh. Right. What we found, too, is uh, one parent works best. It gives a great, you know, just think of being a, a small child traveling probably the first time in your life on a plane to leave both parents behind and go to a country right. where you don't know it's anybody impossible. is almost beyond the pale for these kids. And most likely there are siblings at home, so the second parent yes. really should stay home with the yeah. siblings. That's yes. right. And it also, it also stops the, or just about stops, the possibility of, uh, of these people looking for, uh, looking for uh, uh, you know, staying in the States mm-hmm. uh, illegally or otherwise. But uh, it stops that pretty much in its tracks and keeps it clean. And uh, I know you did speak about uh, before the break, uh, our very first Gift of Life patient coming back as a young woman now as a b- ambassador goes around the world speaking about how wonderful the operation was for her. Um, have you folks heard from uh, former patients, maybe gotten photographs of weddings and high school graduations, things of that nature? Bill? Yeah, oh. I, yeah I actually just met a child, yeah. uh, was a child uh, not too long ago, who was actually now 22 years old and had mm-hmm. the surgery at six. Didn't remember the child at all, but... Th- but they remembered very well what happened and and what was going on, and uh, and now it's a young young adult who's now studying in the states. Now it's quite accidental, and um, uh, and we do keep in touch with some of the kids. Uh, uh, it's really a fascinating thing when you when they when they return and, and check with us. 
we had a really intriguing story, a fellow named Brett Halverson, who at the time was Lee Ki Woo. Uh, he was an orphan from Korea and uh, was brought here on Air Force One with another child in 1983 by President Mrs. Reagan and operated on at St. Francis in Long Island. And uh, Robbie Dano had tried to get in touch with this child because it's, that's a great story about you know, being brought here by Air Force One and so on. And he ended up getting in touch with us, a new name, because uh-huh. he was adopted by an American family. And he now does some ambassadorial work for us. He was just in the Philippines for Gift of Life. But he was operating on 83, uh, so he's now 30 years old. And, uh, and he's, he's done really magnificent work for us. So it's kind of nice to have that whole, kind of the whole circle completed for, for people like Brett. And Fredley, have you been able to keep in touch with any of the former patients? Yes, we often get emails. They do have access to computers. And from Uganda and El Salvador, the families are writing us, and one formed a business. Another, unfortunately, we do lose a couple of children. Mm-hmm. Uh, the percentage is very low. Usually we, we are able to save about 99% of the children. That's a terrific track record. It's amazing. And the, yeah. the there are two families particularly who we are supporting, and they stay in touch with us. The little boy, the younger boy... The younger child was seven at the time he lost his brother. And as a result, he's, the, the silver lining is that this child has flowered because he was in the shadow of all the medical care that the first child had to get. He was diagnosed as, as autistic, and now he's 10. It's three years later. He's a photographer. He was sent a camera by the president of the now Verrazano Club, who was involved in the older child surgery. And these, these parents are very grateful, even if they don't get help, because they get a diagnosis, they get support. We are providing nutrition for them and vocational training in El Salvador. And they write us all the time, and we write back. We answer any email. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I'd love, when I've gone, I will be going back to Uganda, and I am going back to El Salvador in December. And we will be meeting more with these children and families. So they, they see that we don't let go of them. They really are part of the family. And well, that's very just close terrific. To them. That's just terrific. And Fred Lee Kaplan and Bill Curry, thank you for all the great work you do as Rotarians for Gift of Life International, helping young children around the world. And Bill, give us that uh, email, uh, I'm sorry, that website address once again for people sure. who have got that pencil and paper ready. It's www.giftoflifeinternational, spelled out, dot org. Well, Bill Curry and Fred Lee Kaplan, Rotarians from New York City and from Gift of Life International. Thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to have you. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Radio Rotary is brought to you this week, as they are every week, by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Millbrook, Newburgh, New Paltz, New Windsor-Cornwell, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Port Jervis, Poughkeepsie, my home club of Red Hook. Hi, guys. Rhinebeck and Southern Ulster. For Sarah O'Connell, who we hope to have back next week, this is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and reminding you to join us every Friday morning at 9 o'clock for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. What would you do if a friend, co-worker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's 
H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. The Millbrook Rotary invites you to their 7th annual New Year's Eve performance extravaganza on Friday, December 31st from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Franklin Avenue in Millbrook. Enjoy lots of alcohol-free entertainment for the entire family. Music of all kinds, a circus, puppets, and more. Fun for all ages. Donations accepted for lighted holiday buttons. For more information, visit www.millbrookrotary.org. That's www.millbrookrotary.org. 